Shop all things Cherry Johnson at therealcherry.com. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so that you know exactly how much you'll be getting when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today and become a member, and they will immediately connect you with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And be sure to add our podcast on the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. Welcome to Cherry's World. Hey, Cherry's World Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Cherry Johnson, and that is Mr. Courtney Blackman. Today, we've got some guests in the house that are really special to my heart. When I was a little girl, my mother took me to Universal Studios and there was a group performing. And the group just happened to sing some hits that have stuck with me my whole life. Problem is, I didn't really understand all the words until I got grown. And now that I'm grown, I gotta hear because I need to ask them some questions. Ready for the world is in the house, y'all. Stay tuned. This is Cherry's World. There is an internet radio station that's generating a lot of buzz. The website is raisedjukebox.com. What's different is, is it features a mix of new and throwback jams across many genres. The first Sunday each month, there are live shows with celebrity and artist interviews. Log in to raisedjukebox.com, press play, and turn the volume up. That's right, raisedjukebox.com. Would you like to advertise on Cherry's World and have your product placed on Cherry's social media for the world to see? Email us now at cherriesworldpodcast at gmail.com for low introductory rates. Cherry's World Podcast. Get heard. Welcome to Cherry's World. One of my stories was I was really young, too young, probably listening to I was in some boy's house in his room. I should have been in his room. And he turned on tonight, right? And I didn't think about it at first because that was my song until all of a sudden I heard, oh, 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 oh. Ooh, and I was like, I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> and I did not get none ever off Ready for the World because I was too young and I was scared. And that was, that song was written by, about a girl named Bathsheba. I'm not gonna say her last name. <laughs> <laughs> who, who wrote that song? Uh, Melvin wrote the lyrics and me and him uh, did the music. Uh, that was his first piece. <laughs> mm. And a Winnebago. Everybody remember that first one. But it's, 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 it's true. Everybody remember that first one. That is hilarious. Well, speaking of that, I wanted to have this whole conversation. A huge Ready for the World fan. You guys, oh, thank you. 
No, thank you. Universal Studios. You guys had a concert. And my mama took me to the concert. And after the concert, my mama said, how do you know all the words of them songs? <laughs> I was like, you got me to take. I did not know what y'all was talking about. But my mom was done with digital display. Okay, it took my mama out. And I was like, what's the problem? And not until today in the shower, I was seeing the words. I was like, I never had a girl before. Yeah, I thought I was doing it. And then I started listening to what I was singing. And I was like, my digital, I started something about playing with my digital display. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so how, well, was, how old were you guys when you started? 18, 16, 17, 18. Yeah, 16, 17, 18. Greg wrote digital display. Uh, what, what was you thinking, Greg? Say that again. I dropped my glass. I said that again. I said, I said, what was you thinking when you wrote digital display? It was a it's true a story. It was, it was a true story. I had just broke up with the girl when she had moved to Chicago. And I got, I got to thinking about, damn, you know, she was, she was a skinny girl. She was a skinny girl. And I was like, damn, I ain't never had a girl with a dang on figure. From here on out, I'm getting me some hips. <laughs> and that's what I did. <laughs> but that's where that came from because I, I was hurt. She was gone. I was like, shit, she's skinny. I know I can do something better than that. I can get some hips and some other stuff going on. And that's where that came from, honestly. <laughs> y'all was kids, so you knew what you were singing. I just had no idea what y'all was singing. Oh, I knew what I was saying. You know, our, our attorneys back at the time, they told us that we needed an electronic song. Write an electronic song, something about a computer, because uh, Roger had that song called Computer Love. Yeah. And it was doing real good on the charts, so she wanted us to do something like that, but a computer love song, something kind of freaky like we did, and that's what I came up with. Yeah, you, I think, Greg, you had that song before we met the Lloyds. You had... Remember, you was transferring. You yeah, know, I was, we I was were, transferring back, back and forth. I had it, but I, it hadn't been done. Yeah, I yeah. Didn't, I'm saying, I didn't even have lyrics. The, the idea, have, yeah, the idea was already done. Yeah, I didn't have real lyrics for it. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. My fault. And I was going to say, uh, tonight, I think Melvin and I wrote that in the eighth or ninth grade. What? Yeah. That's you said what? Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's what I'm talking. No, I'm not. I wish I was, but it, like I said, it was off his first piece, and Mr. Raleigh had a Winnebago sitting in the backyard that he bought. Camper, a camper, a, a uh, with a Chrysler engine in it, and it was never used. That they probably used it a couple of times and weeds was growing out of it by the time we got our record deal. <laughs> weeds was growing out the top of it. <laughs> and uh, uh, dandelions and, and uh, sticker sticker bushes was growing out the top of it because it was just sitting back there. And Melvin used to use that as his uh, bedroom. Yeah, we don't want to know. We don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, He's not here to defend himself, so hey, hey. I'm just, I'm just telling the story how, how the song was wrote. 
Hey, you know what? Y'all been sampled so much by so many like artists in the nineties, two thousands, hell, probably in the eighties too. But uh, is do you all have a favorite artist or a favorite song that sampled y'all? I got a story to follow up with that too. Is that a question? Yeah, I got a question. Is that a question? That's a question. Like, do y'all do y'all have a favorite um, song or favorite artist that sampled y'all music? If, if if I had to choose, I'd say uh, Trey Song's version of Tonight. Mm. Yeah, Kanye. That, that was that was pretty dope the way they flipped that. Trey Song's and uh, Twister did that, and and uh, the song that uh, what's the comedian's name that the song that thing later. Uh, uh, what's his name? Jamie Foxx did. Uh, I once he was singing all the groups and us ready for the world. And oh, oh yeah, it was Kanye West slow jam? Yeah. yeah, he mentioned mentioned us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's right. But um, I think the the biggest one was the the Trey songs and Twister song. Yeah, yeah. Hey, girl, uh, when I was um. In 1998 or not, I think it was 1998 going into 99, I went to this club. It was this club in Chicago. I'm from Chicago. It was this club like in the- Me too. Who from Chicago? Chicago. Hey, where you from? West side or South side? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> North side. North side. Okay. I was like seven when I moved here. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> now I went um to this club and this girl, this girl, uh, I was drunk as, I was only 18, but I was drunk i was lit and and uh this girl she she had a, a version of y'all song her name was um onesia or something like that y'all probably remember but she made the song um anyway but she made the song and i was i was so lit i kept calling her missy and she kept and that what she was not missy but she brought me on stage with her and she kept singing she actually sang the song y'all song to me on the Uh-oh, stage some of love you down love uh, you down you know Ain't no, N-O-J. that's her, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm not, <laughs> I was lit, man. It was, it was, <laughs> fun, man. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite remixes of y'all's because just because of that situation. Okay. I'll tell you, tell you what, um, what's the name of that group? Uh, Jagged Edge, hey. They got a new one with Love You Down in it, and it is hot to death. And it's, it's uh, Deep Inside Your Love. Deep inside your love. Oh, that's yeah. so hot, man. Yeah, yeah that's pretty Ooh. nice. Mm. Yeah, they did. So, yeah, and, and I, I'll, I'll say this, uh, you know, throughout the years, when when we were creating this music, we had no idea that it was going to be so impactful, that it was going to last as long as it has, and, you know, the remakes and all that. So we definitely appreciate it. You know, we've seen it on our publishing for the most part. So uh, that's that's a good thing. Dope. Okay, I don't know if anybody ever asked y'all this, but I want to know because I'm nosy. Who is Sheila? It was, as Greg said, it was nobody. It was just, we was went, well, Melvin came up with the initial idea and then we built the music around the idea. So it was many titles to the song before we got to Sheila. So. I need to change my name. <laughs> <laughs> are you all meet? Are you guys all friends? Sort of. Put together, I should ask. I I will say, 
Greg and I met in summer school. And uh, I basically was the general manager probably because I was the gypsy of all neighborhoods. I met Greg first because we had mopeds. Mm. <laughs> when mopeds were the thing, yeah. he had a Yamaha and I had a townie. And then uh, we met again in summer school. And this class uh, was like a, and somebody told me about Gerald and this guy named Jimmy. What was his name, Gerald? Jimmy Jackson. And he was playing with Jimmy us. Jimmy Jackson, yeah. He was a bass player. Uh, and uh, I found Gerald and him through somebody telling us somebody. And Jimmy got a girl pregnant and ended up quitting. And then John Eaton told me and Melvin that the, him and the triplets had a bunch of equipment. And when me and Melvin went over there, they had speakers that was hanging out the cones and all that, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. And that's how we basically, the final group of Ready for the World uh, came about. <clears throat> but the main writers at first was me, Greg, and Melvin. And then we had to train train those guys what to play and uh, what to sing and whatever. And then they were bringing their ideas for background vocals and stuff like that. And that's how it basically happened. We had members was in and out, quitting, or, you know, if they found somebody with a better group, because we really didn't have equipment. Besides me, because I I had a job. Melvin and, didn't even have a guitar. Yeah, no, he didn't yeah, have a. Yeah, he, he had a guitar. He didn't have a. He had one string on it. <laughs> one he string had, on. He had, he had to wait till he graduated to get his guitar amp. Yeah, he didn't have no amp. I had I had some pawn shop drums. Yeah. <laughs> I had a pawn shop keyboard. So how did it happen? <laughs> y'all have no equipment. Y'all ain't had no money, no jobs. Who? I had a job. I had a job. I had a job, and Greg had a job. But my mom would make me put stuff in the railway, and then when I got to about a hundred dollars, she would put her money in. Oh. So I basically paid for all my guitars and amps, and Melvin and I paid for the studio time. Then Greg came in third, and the rest of the guys really didn't have money, and that's how this stuff happened. I, I put ten dollars in. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful, and just like that, we had ready for the world. Yes, yes, sir. Now I have to ask. You know, I'm doing this documentary on hair. I hit y'all up. Schedules didn't match. Did all y'all just go out and get the Jerry curl or? Like, how did that come about? Y'all styling? Did y'all decide y'all was going to hair the same? Because look, during the documentary, when we start talking about hair, we ask people, "Who do you think had the best curl?" They're like, "Ready for the world." We was all trying mm -hmm. to look like ready for the world. Well, well, let me say this: when when we first started, <clears throat> I had like waves in my hair at first, so you know we would, uh, you know, put the grease and the you know just wave it out. Uh, the, the hair cap every night and I guess as time progressed Prince and all that you know that little thing came on the scene uh, and curls kind of just came in uh, at that time my, my mother was a beautician 
So um, she basically, you know, gave us the jerry curls and uh, kept them, kept them up. I came in with yep. I'm the beautician. So I already had a jerry curl when I came in there. And look at look at me now. See what it did? Don't. <laughs> I am here, brother. Yeah. I, my, I had uh, I used the Hawaiian silk. Y'all remember the Hawaiian silk? <laughs> Yeah, because I, yeah, I told um I told a girl I end up I ended up marrying this girl though, but I told her I was mixed with Hawaiian. And that's why that's why my hair looked like mm-hmm. the ass curl too. Yeah, I had S curl. Stop it. You had an S curl. My mama put an S curl on my hair. All you gotta do is put water in my hair. But I had a rippy ass curl. Wow, I gotta see pictures. It didn't last a long for my hair out. <laughs> Yep. After my escrow, I had a high-low, and it was not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so tell me, who got the most action on the road? Gordon. Gordon did. I had the quality. The quality, the quality. I was just playing, man. No, no way. No, I, had I was the just. No, no, I'm, I'm saying I had the quality. I didn't have the quantity. Mm. Quantity would go to Melvin and and uh, Gerald. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> then John. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Gerald down there. He ain't even saying I can't see nobody. You can't see. Him? I can't see no one, but you know, I had my fair. I had my fair goods of women, but you know, it was all good. It was all fun. Yeah, what was groupies like in the eighties? I only see myself. Dang. Oh, we see. Oh, loyal. <laughs> Loyal, that's good. They had on social media to ruin it for you. No, that's yeah. yeah that's good. But wait exactly. Y'all was just out on the road. Uh, I can't see nobody. So when you're talking about out on the road, what's the difference between the groupies in the '90s and the groupies okay. now? Are they the same ones? They just it, it was at that time. It was the groupies, and then the beginning of the sack chasers. The sack chasers. <laughs> The first time we ran in the sack chasers was in Los Angeles when uh, when uh, New Edition had us come to what was that restaurant Friday's? Uh, no, Friday. Oh, Charlie's or something like that. No, that, oh. that's not, no. It was it was Friday's. It was Magic Johnson Fridays, probably. Yeah, it was on it was on Venice Beach or one of them beaches. Uh, what was my man that played in uh we went in his house and the blinds was blowing they used to be on uh with debbie allen it was I that, remember that my man y- y'all know what i'm talking about the dude that danced with debbie allen what was the show it was a hit show remember yeah fame yeah, yeah fame and that uh wherever that place was that's the first place we ran they didn't want to talk to no no musicians or basketball players they wanted all the hustlers mm. and uh what's my man he soul train lou they asked us to go there and then another place we ran into him was in dc they didn't want to talk to no they didn't care how much how famous you were Face they, wanted, they wanted the street. They wanted the street hustlers. They wanted so there's levels to this group, groupies and sack chasers, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, let me ask y'all this. Let me ask y'all this. 
Um, when y'all came to Chicago to perform, y'all got y'all y'all bumping to any women out there? I wanna know if y'all might have bumped to my aunties and stuff. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> I wanna know. I wanna know because some of them wow. Talk about groupies. We don't even remember. Look, no, I'm gonna throw a name out there, and, and and I'm not calling him a groupie, but Jan Land. Yes, ultimate groupie. <laughs> a male. What happened? A male. Tell us your story. Tell us your story. Let me tell the story. Of, let me tell you the story of Jan Land. We. We met Jan. Hold on, let her tell us what happened with her and Jan Lynn. Oh, oh, okay, go ahead. No, 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 nothing happened with me and Jan Lynn. I was too young. Nothing happened, but I seen Jan always had a lot of groupies with him. He had women in it all the time. And I used to sit on his mama's porch and I'd be like, You ain't the girl that just left with Jan 15 minutes ago. Jan hated me when I was little wow. girl. He used to always tell me to go home because I had a big mouth. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Damn. Cock blocking. <laughs> you know, I used to be like, "You ain't the girl Jan just left with. What you doing here?" And his mom oh, was so you, oh, you, you worse than that. You, I was, I was. You little. telling on him? Yeah, I was. I was bad. I was little. Yeah, we had to get rid of your little last, ass. <laughs> last time I talked to Jan, <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you. Yeah, last yeah. time I talked to Jan, he called me. And I guess he was trying to show out he had a girl over his house. And I could tell he was trying to show out. He's like, what's going on, G-Pots? What's going on? Been a long time. I'm like, yeah. It's kind of different. It's kind of weird. Yeah, man. Uh, shit. He said, said something about girls. And I said, as, as much booty as you got down here, you shouldn't have to worry about uh, getting some booty when you come to Flint. He was like, Man, I got company. I'm about to let you go. Mm. He had me on speakerphone. Mm, mm, Idiot. Mm. That's the last time I talked to Jack. So, and I so didn't say booty. Right. Yeah, I already know. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, man, I'm about to let you go. I got company. Gerald, was about to tell your story. Huh? I was going to say, Gerald was about to tell a story. Yeah, that was Gore. No, Gore was about to tell his story. I'm saying we met Jan. I met Jan Land at a pageant. Yeah, we played at uh, Al Jackson's Talented Teens. Oh yeah. <laughs> and and Drew was used Jan to take him around L.A. <laughs> and somehow or another, he was invited back to Flint by one of them. And when he got back on the airplane with us. When they got to Flint, they said they didn't want him to stay with them. So I opened my doors. And that's how he came to Flint. And he stayed with, here with me and my mother because we were still young at that time. And uh, he wanted to work out on the road with us. And some of the band members didn't want him to do that. Then he did. I talked to him and let him do lighting. Yeah, and, but Jan Land, we didn't even know Jan Land. Uh, he had nothing to do with us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, this when he all, the story, he this, is a group member. Yeah, now, now he he wants to be a group member. Yeah, 
Yeah. He don't even speak to us. He don't even speak to us or call us. Now he talks yeah. just just to Melvin. He's Melvin's book. Uh, yeah, I'm saying to give you to give you. Uh, he stayed here for like two or three years, <laughs> and when when my mother passed away, he didn't buy her dandelion. But when Melvin's mother passed away, he flew in the same hour, <laughs> mm. and and basically he stayed here with us, drove my cars and everything. So, so that story is not only did you have female groupies, but y'all had some male groupies too. Awesome, yeah, super fan. He's a super grouper. So question, what do you think is worse, female groupies or male groupies? Female. Really? Yeah. Why? See, I think male groupies are worse. They scare me. Well, male groupies don't ask for nothing. They just want to be around and see what you're doing and where, where the girl's at and, you know, that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. Female groupies, they always want to eat. That's the problem we had in L.A. <laughs> they were always hungry. What time, what time are you guys going to eat? <laughs> you guys want to go get something to eat? Because we knew they was hungry all day. <laughs> they had no man. They didn't have furniture. They had a bed, and it was sitting on the floor. So as soon as we came to town, they want to, you want guys want to go out to eat? Because we knew the stomach was growling. We mm. knew they was hungry. You know how often I hear about girls trying to get free meals? Like, that's something I could never. I, I would go out with men and always pay. So I can't imagine you honk. That's all you could think to ask for. I'm, no, I'm I'm saying when they spent the night with you, and the next morning they order, you know, go ahead and order something. Well, I want a loaf of toast, uh, <laughs> a box of pancakes, yeah. a pack of bacon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, they were always hungry. I'm not going to tell you what we called them, but it was uh, hungry H. Who we call them, girl. <laughs> oh, oh, Carlos hey. and Charlie's. I remember we went to Carlos and yeah, Charlie's. Yeah, Carlos and Charlie's. That's what it was. That was, Man. um, wasn't that in Hollywood? Yeah, that's where Eddie Murphy got in the fight. Mm. That was the place to be back in the Man, day. In this was before y'all time. Yeah, <laughs> y'all. <Back in>, yeah. <laughs> I Mike Tyson got in a fight in there. All kind of people That's got in there. Uh, yeah, Mike Tyson got in a fight in there. That's where we met Eddie Murphy at. He came away. Hey, I got love. Introduced himself to us. That was Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles where he introduced himself to Yeah, I'm saying, but Carlos and Charlie's was where Prince and Eddie Murphy and everybody, that was on, uh, was it Hollywood and Vine or... Uh, Name some streets to run through Hollywood. I was gonna say, there's a whole lot of them, but that yeah. one. Wasn't it on Sunset? sunset. Yeah, Sunset Boulevard. That's it. Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, I was just saying that's where we met him at. That's where he came and introduced himself to us. Prince and all the every all the mega stars used to go to Ch Carlos and Charlie's. Mm -hmm. And we was lucky to get, I mean, I went in there a couple of times, but they went in there religiously. <laughs> Greg and, and Melvin especially. Mm. And Drew. Huh? That's a place to be. Yeah. This is Jerry's World. Head over to Grits Tees. That's G-R-I-T-T-E-E-Z dot -T -T -E -E com. They've got something for everybody. 
athletics, humor, spiritual, and the woke communities. Come express yourself through apparel that communicates passion and perseverance. Use the checkout code CHERRY and you'll get 10% off of everything right now. Hey, did y'all ever perform on Soul Train? A hundred times. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What every record, every record that was a Many single, we performed. What, what was that like being um, on Soul Train? Um, and what was Don Cornelius like? <laughs> Can I tell it? Yeah. Please tell it. Well, before Man. you tell it, Greg, let me just say it was iconic because we grew up watching Soul Train, and to actually be there and, and perform on it, that was iconic. So I'll let Greg go ahead and I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> no, it was it was a trip because. We thought the, those Soul Train dancers got paid, oh, oh, and they didn't get paid. Their pay was Kentucky Fried Chicken. They had a table, a, a wall, a wall of tables, with piles and piles of KFC, and that would be they they they're paid. They can eat as much chicken as they want, but they didn't get paid. Right. And garbage cans of pop with ice in it. Yep. Yep. That was. <laughs> It was, it was a ghetto production. <laughs> oh, it was worse than that because while we're up there recording, say we're doing no Sheila and they're recording. If somebody was tapping, talking, Don Cornelius would stop the music and cuss them out. Mm-hmm. And he was like Pinky. You're Chicago. And he okay. would lose it. Who's talking? Who's talking? I'll put you out right now, man. It'd be quiet like a church. My man would lose it. Lose while we're on stage, we're up on stage. My man will lose it, yeah. So that's something that I remember right there because that dude and his lip, his lip used to shake when he when he's hollering. It's look low, you be looking mean. How do you treat y'all though? Great, okay, great, yeah. great, great. Treat us real good. Wow, checked on us, make sure everything was okay before he came out. You know, I think he, he introduced us to this guy named Mel. They had a fish spot in Watts or somewhere. Mills. They had the Rolls Royces and the Bentleys and mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, too. He yeah. had a convertible and a higher type. He parked in the back at Soul Train. Yeah. I always two wanted- baby blue, two baby blue Rolls Royces. Mm. I-, I wanted to be Jody Watley. Can't you tell? Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Searching for a new love. I love I love Jody Watley's sister. Who's his sister? Oh, y'all don't know her, who her sister is? Uh-oh. No. That's a story for another podcast. Oh, ahead, oh wait a minute. I do know. <laughs> Look it up. We're not gonna talk about that here. She's okay. a, she's a star too, right? But a different kind of star. Yes, yes, she's a, a great star. Oh, oh, okay. One of, okay, her sister. Okay, oh, I get it. And the rally stars. Mm-hmm. What where's Feezy? He done disappeared again. Oh no. Oh no. Okay. I have a question for you guys. Everybody's on Instagram now, right? They have yeah, these yeah. Instagram verses. Mm. Who would go versus ready for the world? Uh Usher. Um <laughs> Look at what they're Usher, yeah, definitely Usher, because he's got that deep frog voice. When he first came out, he kind of sounded like he was trying to sound like Mel when he first came out. I would say uh, Usher, um, anybody from the 80s, Mel group from the 80s, any Mel group from the 80s. The only thing uh, I would say that 
our catalog is not big as everybody else's. But um, Wait, condition. No, I would, I would say ready, ready for the world versus full force. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> no, neither. They, they was more of a, you know, they were they were a lot. They didn't have well, they had verses. It was a different group. You know, we were more like a, a singing group. You know what I mean? Willie, who do you think? Maybe I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking. Um, I mean, it would be to flip it a little. Ready for the world versus climax. Oh, that'll, okay. That'll yeah. get everybody involved. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and then you know, yeah, main condition would be a good one too. And then you got Jodeci, and I'm saying Jodeci because they were, as we were declining, Jodeci was was rising. So yeah. we kind of uh, clashed at at one point. <clears throat> that wouldn't that wouldn't be a good look. And Jody C once they once they drop the needle on their record, some hits just keep going. Oh yeah. I mean they got some hits. What no about doubt. H Town? Say it again. H Town is more nineties. I love H Town, man. I love I went to Chicago to meet them dudes. Mm. Took my son. I actually I drove my son down there to meet them dudes. They were real, mm. real cool. It was really cool, man. What about Atlantic Star? Atlantic Star? Is that more? They're a little bit older than us. You guys are in their And Midnight Star, some of them guys are from Flint. Mm. Yeah. Uh, uh, Melvin's daddy taught him in school. Really? Yeah. Uh, is it Melvin Gent? Uh, is it Melvin Gentry? And uh, I forgot the other guy's name. Um, oh, yeah, I forget his name. I know what you're talking about, but I forget his name. I like what you said, Climax, though. I think that would be dope. Yeah, yeah that, that would be, I'm thinking. Maybe we could say They were a band, that's for sure. They had instruments, they had instruments in their hands, just like yeah. that. Yeah. They had a, a top, uh, a, a pop record. They had uh, some R&B records. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. What are you guys doing now? That's what we want to know. Say it again, ma'am. I said, what are you, ma'am? <laughs> I, I don't want to call you young lady because it's show my age. <laughs> Excuse me, young lady. I said, what are y'all doing now? Well, um, Gerald and I are con uh, continuing on doing new music. We're working with some new artists. Um, Aside from that, you know, through the years, like once the, the group broke up the first time, because back in the uh, late, or I'm sorry, early 90s, when Melvin went solo, we kind of just broke up. And so I went back to school uh, and then I kind of circled back around and we started a, a record label with, uh, Gerald and I started a record label with two other guys and put out a couple rap artists. Um, so I, I've worn the management hat, the record company hat, the artist hat. Uh, so throughout the years, we've just been dipping and dapping in music. Uh, Gordon and Gray, you all can tell your story. I, um, 2019, I was working on a, a solo record. First time I ever thought I would do a record. I was listening to all the, the new music and I love all the new stuff that's out. I mean, all the Young Thug and every, everybody, all the young dudes, I love that stuff, so I don't care what nobody say. Anyway, 2019, I decided that I was gonna put out an album. 
and everybody, I guess, that knew me expected to come out with an R&B record. Well, it was a rap record. The entire record was a rap record. Oh. You can look it up. It's, uh, the name is Mickey Deep N, M-I-C-K-E-Y Deep N, like the pool. So you yeah. can look it up on anything. I'm on everything. Mickey Deep N. Okay. One week after I put my album out, I had a major stroke. Oh. So I retired and everything. So I can't work anymore. So I, I just been doing me ever since then. Mm. Very good because I was paralyzed. I was uh, paralyzed on my right side. I, I couldn't talk. I, I could talk, but you know, I'm still having some speech impediments. But I couldn't move anything on my right side. So right about now, I'm probably about 85 percent or 90 percent recovering. Uh, I can move my hand. I couldn't move my hands. I, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't go to the bathroom. So, I mean, I'm driving. I'm doing everything now except for running. Uh, one of my favorite hobbies is uh, going to the gun range shooting. I love that. So when I had my stroke, I could not pull the trigger. I mean, that just broke my heart. I mean, keyboards music is my number one thing. And number two getaway was, you know, going to the gun range. So I had to build that strength up so I can go to the gun range. So I was able to do that again, but I'm still not able to play the keyboards or play the guitars and basses and stuff like that yet. So recovery's going good. It just uh, it's, it's taking taking a little bit of time. Did it start with high blood pressure? I had blo high blood pressure, but it was caused by cholesterol. Mm -hmm. um, I had high cholesterol, and it popped the uh, vessel in my brain. Oh, and that's what caused the stroke. I had to ask because black men, we need to change our eating habits. I'm a certified nutritionist. If you need mm -hmm. my help, reach out to me and I got you. But I'm mm -hmm. so thankful that you are recovering. Yeah. You know, there's a guy, just still on the same subject. There's a guy that, a black guy, he he's a trainer for all the celebrities uh, in tennis. He trains all the celebrities uh, how to play tennis. He just had a stroke not even a year ago young black guy and i could he was in perfect shape i mean he trained everybody and he had a stroke i mean yeah. perfectly fit he had a, a way worse stroke than i did he can't do anything i don't even think he's talking god bless this is gordon uh, i when we was when we first started i was so so afraid of the flights i uh tried to go up my life insurance policy mm. and when i did that they wanted me to go have a physical and they told me at that point in time at 19 that uh i was leaking protein in my urine not not knowing that it was something that my great grandmother had and uh she died giving birth to my great auntie and back in that that those times it was called dropsy if you had kidney problems anyway when melvin left uh you know i did some recording with willie and Gerald and greg and we had to get another singer and then uh it was not successful and uh i played greg got me into bike riding buying expensive bikes and I did that and I played, then I started riding the bikes to the gyms. And lo and behold, I was playing basketball with Willie now. 
and, and his family and I fell out at the gym. And when they took me to the hospital, they didn't find anything, but it was a, a start of my kidneys declining. Mm. And uh, four, of my, well, four of my family members had the disease. It's called glomerical follicle sclerosis. And uh, uh, what is it? Uh, polycystic kidney disease. Uh, I had a transplant and I also went to, I worked at the hospital and I was able to, to take care of patients. I took a nurse aid, nurse aid course and uh, me and Drew worked at the same hospital, but I, I, I dug in deeper into, you know, doing things, even all the way to bagging bodies with some of the nurses and I had a transplant and uh, I just had cancer that just took the kidney out of my body. My brother gave me And a long story short, but uh, I, I went on what Willie was doing, eating chicken, turkey and fish and vegetables. And even that didn't prevent my, it, it, it kept my kidneys working an extra 10 years. But, and from all the exercise I was doing, the bike riding, the grade got me into and the bike riding and playing basketball every day. It's probably why I'm still here. I know I've had over 30 surgeries. Wow. And uh, the last surgery I had was uh, April 21st when they removed the cancer out of my body. And uh, a couple of our, our friends we grew up with, Adrian is a nurse, he was a, uh, in a dance group called Electricians. He's my nurse. And uh, Jonathan Mateen, he was a Muslim with Willie, and he's a nurse, and he also had a transplant. But Adrian and him, have, they used to uh, tell, us, tell me the ins and outs of the transplant and how the transplant medicine can give you cancer. My cousin, Bryant, remember I said four of us had kidney disease. He succumbed to cancer because of the, the, the rejection medicine gives you cancer. To me, I think that uh, when, they, when they okay these meds and different things, they okay it on white people. And I'm not yeah. saying that to be prejudiced. No, but, but they don't test on us. Yeah, they don't test, they don't test on us. And I believe a lot of our, for me working, the last story I'm gonna tell, for me working at the hospital and two African nurses hired in and one was from the west side of Africa and one was from the uh, east side of Africa. And when you ask them questions, they get so uptight. And I was just asking them, I said, in Africa, do we have, do y'all have sugar and salt? And do you all use uh, lorries and do you have sugar and stuff like that? They said, no. And I said, do you, and the only reason I asked that question because me and Greg also got in the fish tanks. And Greg can attest to this. When you have different fish from all over the world, you can't feed them to all the same things. And I, that's the reason I asked them that question about our African history and our diet. Mm -hmm. They don't drink regular milk. They drink goat's milk. They don't use salt and stuff and they don't eat sugar. Mm -hmm. So I believe our sicknesses and our 
the diabetes and all the stuff that's tied into our uh to our sy systems is because we're eating a European diet. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Black people, I've said it over and over and over again, we're supposed to eat of the earth. That's yeah. right. That's right. And I know in Africa, they probably killed the food and ate it right then because it's so hot. Mm -hmm. So they didn't preserve nothing as the Europeans did with salt, and, yeah. you know. That's why most that's, of us are lactose intolerant. We're yeah, not yeah. Yeah. We're not supposed yeah. to milk. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. that's, that's my story, but you know, mm. I would suggest it all during this interview. All of us men must go to the doctor. I know another thing I've learned that from being in hospital, our life expectancy is 62 years old. Mm. And I try to explain this to my sister, her friends, and they still think there's men out here. Besides the violence that's been taking a lot of us away, now it's the health issues. Yeah. A lot of us have, a lot of my friends got brain tumors. Like uh, uh, our, our mutual friend, Eric Turner, I haven't talked to him. I just talked to him and he had three heart attacks and he wasn't a drinker or a smoker. And you know what I'm saying? So I would yeah. suggest all men go to the doctor, get your blood work and Once run in there like the women run. <laughs> Real talk. Because you know us men, you know us men, especially if you got a woman, if, you know, I, I was, I was, I used to be victim of this. I'd be like, you good? And she say she good, I'd be like, all right, I'm good then. But it don't work like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. We, we tend to, everybody. You know, again, this, this diet that we're on, this European diet, it, it's devoid of the biodegradables you know, we go walk into a grocery store and in the center of the store, there's uh, foods or um, so-called foods packed with different preservatives and all sorts of things that, you know, preserve as a So you can't sit it on, on your countertop and, and within a matter of days, it's, it's uh, you know, dissolved or it's, it's in, in some other form then you should be putting it in your body. You know, it's as simple as that with me. That's gospel. He preaching. <laughs> Ready for the world. Where can your fans find you now? Are you guys on Instagram? Yes, we're on Instagram at Ready for the World Official. Uh, on Twitter, um, Facebook at RTW Music. So everything else is at RTW Music uh, on Instagram at Ready for the World Official. You guys, thank you so much for being here. I, I've been trying to get y'all forever. <laughs> Such an honor for me to be able to, you know, meet meet the one people. More, That's why I love thing. them. This one more thing. We, uh, we put out a single, about two years ago, we put out a song called So Much Life. Uh, it's without, without Melvin. It's a new guy from Atlanta, uh, Ray Lavender with his name. He's singing on this song. So if you guys get a chance, Check out so much life. You can check it out on YouTube or, or anything, but it's a great song. We got to number 27 uh, with that song in the summer of uh, 19. Yep. And, Ray, and Ray Lavender, uh, I think he was signed to Akon. Yeah. And he had, the, he had the song called My Girl Has a Girlfriend. Yeah. Man. And oh, really? <laughs> even, 
even on stage, I mean, he had girls sucking his titties on stage. <laughs> so, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, so, so, yeah. hold on, hold on. Can I? I gotta ask you a question about that. See, I, I've been looking for that song because. In 2007, I had my bachelor party in Miami, and we had um, we had a big ass dope ass suite. And we uh, had this conversation. Well, I just want to know, like, cause cause that song <laughs> that song was playing all that the whole time out there, and I never knew who that never knew who that person was. That was a dope yeah. ass. He was he was signed Akon Music and through CBS some kind of way, and uh, we did this. Willie and Gerald found him. And he wanted to perform, and we were going through trouble with Melvin, which we still are. And uh, I, when the guy, the promoter, the record promoter, got us up to that twenty-six or twenty-seven, he told us, and he was like, "What the, what the f is wrong with y'all? Y'all ain't even happy about the situation." But we didn't been through so much, it, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. health-wise and and music industry-wise. It's really celebrate stuff at this point in life. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's all I can say about that. You know, Mm. uh, Melvin is not with us anymore because we basically, when we first started, they asked us to share the royalties, me, Greg, and Melvin, to share the the royalties with the non-contributors. And that was before Gerald helped do O'Sheela and and uh, they asked us all in a row. They asked Melvin first, Greg second, and me third. And John, was he was just in the room with us. And we agreed because if they, if we didn't perform, they wouldn't have got anything. You know, if we didn't have any live performances. Long story short, when they did, when Twister and Trey Songs did Tonight Over, it's, how I discovered him taking our royalties. And that's how we had to go out and get Ray Lavender because Melvin is basically trying to punish us for, you know, us catching him, taking, putting our trust in him. And he set up and watched us go to work and get jobs and all that kind of stuff. Music. His his excuse was, how can I steal what's already mine? Now what he was doing when he went solo, the record company mixed his royalties with our royalties some kind of way. We we think he had something to do with it, but they got mixed up. So what he did was when our royalties started coming, he started taking what he felt was his. But well, we didn't know he was doing that. He ended up telling Willie and Gerald back in the 90s that he was doing that. But he was every time a check come, he would pull out what he thinks was his, you know, from his solo career and from a, a song he did by, by what was a group called four by four with some young yeah. guys young kids way back in the day he did a song on them it didn't do anything but yeah, he had come over song did so much did so good that he keep he kept on saying y'all get my four by four money we're like we're not getting your four by four money so he started taking what he thought was his and when gordon asked the record company to send us the amounts of money that we were getting, that's when we found out. They were sending us like $300,000, $110,000 that was coming to Flint, but we never were getting that money. And when we found out that money was coming to Flint, that's when we 
you know, got a lawyer and tried to sue Melvin and they told us because statute of limitations, we can no longer sue him because it's been so long. So that's why he's not with us today. I'm so so I didn't I thought maybe it was just like, you know, he's famous. So. No, no. That's, that's that's exactly what happened and that's when Jan became his best friend and all you know what I'm saying? Oh, and you know what? But, While I'm on here, I got to give a shout out to Philip Loving Jr. because he's actually who reconnected me guys with you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So thank yeah, you. But that's just, we had to share that with you and why we had uh, Willie. I, you know, I was doing dialysis when we did Sway in the morning and because my dialysis equipment didn't arrive in New York. Willie and Gerald didn't tell the story when we were on Sway in the morning, and I didn't make this stuff because I had to do makeup dialysis in New York, mm. and I didn't get to do the interview. But people should know because the fans have supported us this long. Yeah, and and it's a reason why this is going on, and I just think everybody should know what's the reason for the season. <laughs> and we were we were a team of producers. We we all could play instruments and separate instruments. Some of us better than others. It's just, but it's a team, like a basketball team. Everybody has to know their position and whatever they, you know, what they do. Right. And that's the way we've been operating since the beginning. But you know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm so. Uh, I was glad that Greg did so much life because mentally. I wasn't able to do no more music because I was just tired and I had, I was taking care of my mother and father and they were dying and, you know, wow. I was sick. So Greg, it, that was a great song he did and Willie helped promote it and the story of us needs to be told. You know what I'm saying? I agree, I agree because we love you. Yeah. And well, thank you. Specials to a lot of us. We appreciate yeah. you having us on your show. Definitely. Anytime. And when y'all ready to write a book or something, let me know. Okay. That's what's up. Yes, right. ma'am. Well, thank you. And, and we want to talk about the book on the show, the movie, the something. Y'all need. To do <laughs> well, the movie was in the works, but somebody screwed that up. So hopefully, we can get somebody else to do it. You know what I'm saying? Well, mm. let's talk about it. Yeah. Uh -oh. All right. Okay. Uh-oh. Yeah, right. I love y'all. Okay? Thank you. We love Thank you, too. Y'all yeah, <laughs> meant the world to me. Yes. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. You done made two old little kids very happy. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right. The soundtrack right. to my Thank teenage you. years, for real. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys. It was so Thank nice. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, if you're listening to Cherry's World Podcast on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, please give us a five star. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review. I want to hear from you. Thank you. Welcome to Cherry.